Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Now, here's Frank Morano. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm superstar Frank Morano. Very pleased to be joined once again by uh, my friend and a frequent contributor to this program. Producer, digital content creator, humorist, mom, all-around interesting person, Marlena Shivo. Marlena, welcome back. Oh, Frank, it's so good to be back with you. It's great to have you as back. As one of your last shows of this year. Well, we still got a lot of shows. We're Friday. One of your Monday, last shows Wednesday. of this year. That's fair. Okay. Well, maybe we'll see you again before the year's out. Um, what, Hopefully uh, not. You're a mom of two, obviously. What do you guys do for Christmas? Um, so we are with my family and um, at my parents' house and then at my house on Christmas Eve, and then Christmas Day at my house as well, because I'm the one with the kids. You do both Eve and Day. You host both. Uh, well, no, my mom, at my parents' house, they do Christmas Eve. Oh, I got you. Okay. Then we'll be at my house Christmas Eve. So we're doing Christmas Eve Eve this year, because Christmas Eve is too difficult for me to be anywhere, because driving on Christmas Eve to come back and then be Santa, all that stuff. You know, it's is funny that very, you say very that, difficult. because... You know, my um, my siblings and I recently had a siblings-only outing, which is pretty rare for us because, you know, we're all in couples and, you know, we have an ex- big, a big extended family. <laughs> uh-huh. So it's rare that it's just the four of us. Mm-hmm. Usually it's the four of us and someone else, or it's just two of us or three of us. And all, all three of them, well, two of them in particular, were very upset that some of our relatives that come to Christmas Eve every year aren't coming. Now, these are relatives that live... An hour away. And, you know, I kind of get where they're coming from, that they have a lot going on right before that. They have a lot going on the next day. To make that hour-long drive on the holiday late at night, I kind of get where they're coming from. Okay, well, I've actually had this issue. I wasn't going to air it, but I will now. Okay. So for the past two years, I've boycotted Christmas Eve down at my parents' house because I said I would host it, but it's all nobody wants to drive to your house. And, and I and my argument was, but I have two young children who actually believe in Santa Claus. And, you know, it, it's really Christmas is for the kids. Right. Like you're all grown adults. You don't have to do what I do. Right. So because the year before, I'd say three years ago, I had to drive back from my parents house and it was 10 o'clock at night. And I had to rush the magic where I was like, put on your pajamas and yeah, here's the reindeer food. And they're exhausted because they're they're young, you know, and I said, I'm not doing this. So then no one wanted to come to my house. No one. This year I proposed Christmas Eve Eve because then all the big giant babies, my six year, you know, like 60s and 70s, 70 year old relatives who seem, you know, can't seem to get out of their own way. have to be home on Christmas Eve for their grown children who are also on at Christmas. I'm like, come to my house Saturday. And everybody agreed except for my brother, John, who's not married, who has no oh. kids. And he said, I don't want to make the drive up and back in one day. So I said, okay, well, then you could drive home with Uncle Anthony, you know, who also offered, yeah, we'll just drive you back. We're going to the same area. Reasonable. I don't want to drive with anybody else because I get car sick. I said, you could stay at my house. I prefer not to. Uh, I'm like, uh, so I now have to go down there oh, boy. Uh, to do the Christmas Eve Eve idea that I initially proposed. 
So when I say I'll be at my house on Christmas Eve, it means I'll be at my parents' house on Christmas Eve Eve. We do the fishes and all the stuff. Then I'll wake up at my parents' house on Christmas Eve, and I will drive back. Okay. And I'll be at my house all day. My parents will be there and what have you. All right. Well, that that sounds very uh, laborious. Uh, (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. And boring. No. Well, no, it is. Hey, a couple of things here. One. Initially, uh, you were um, slated to come on this program two hours ago. Uh, no, I was not. Wh- I mean, I think you were. You wanted to change it last minute. Well, we so- had already discussed the fact that I was coming on at four. And then when we got here, you said, do you want to do the two o'clock hour? When was this discussion and, and Eastern Eastern Standard Time? Or, uh, when was this discussion that we had agreed on the fourth hour of the program? Um, I, he, you said it's short. It's a shortened hour. And I said, okay, good. And I asked if Gnome was there. Is it going to come in? And then you said yes, but then you said no because he wasn't going to be here. But then you said Brian Killing Me comes on at 4.35. I'm like, okay, discussion All right. over. All right. Well, it's It was not very my extensive discussion right. about well, uh, this we, hour. Fair, fair enough. Okay. Let- I was willing to maybe come on at 2. But the sheer exhaustion took over because okay. I, I have I been it. up since 4.30 yesterday. Right, that's got to be tough. 4.30 a.m. Okay. I, I can't Eastern. imagine what that's like. All right. <laughs> Last time you were here, yeah. you uh, came out of the closet as the producer of the Andrew Cuomo podcast, yeah. right? <laughs> you you defended rather rather uh, bizarrely, I think, Andrew <laughs> Cuomo's contention that people weren't forced to wear masks during COVID. <laughs> no, I didn't. I just I, I didn't realize what planet I was on during that pandemic. Um, well, very interesting news this week. Andrew Cuomo's podcast is produced by. Quake Media. Now, this is a subscription podcast provider. Huge news all over the place that Laura Ingram, who was also doing a podcast for Quake Media, mm-hmm. she is suing, basically saying that she's owed at least $919,660 from the network. Now, what's interesting about this is Quake has worked with a lot of high-profile hosts, Soledad O'Brien, Mike Huckabee, Pete Rose, Gretchen Carlson, and with all these people, it's like they start their podcast and then kind of goes away. It seemed to me that the podcast that Andrew Cuomo just posted the other day was kind of a farewell. And it looks to me if what any of Laura Ingram is alleging here is true— that this is sort of a fly-by-night operation that doesn't pay people, that maybe this is a common thread Hmm. among the Quake Media podcasters. Is there anything you could tell us at all about why the Andrew Cuomo podcast is ending and if it's at all related to what's going on with Laura Ingram? Um, So Quake is no longer Quake. I mean, it's gone at this point. Um, And as far as Laura Ingram's contract, I can't speak to that. I can't obviously speak to Andrew Cuomo's contract because that I not I would not be able to do that. But I can talk to you about my experience at Quick because tell me, I lay it on me. Am a free woman. Um, it, it 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 was dysfunctional from the start. The the owner of of the company is an absolute crook, and I hope that Laura Ingram draws every penny out of him because I have had and I am in the I am in the process of chasing him right now for my final pay which is pennies compared to what Laura Ingram is after and he plays these crazy games right which I can't even get into because it's 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 so mind-numbing um, he'll be like, oh, well, I went to the bank or I talked to the banker. Talk to the banker? What are you, Jimmy Stewart? <laughs> is this is this a wonderful life? Oh, Mary, I have to go to the bank, Mary. No, like, just Venmo me. <laughs> it's that simple. He sent an email today. What's your Zell again? Is it your phone number? It's all a game. He, zelled, he has Zelled me five times in the past. Now you're asking me what my Zell is, and you expect a straight answer from me? Like... Now, I spoke to a lawyer friend of ours tonight, um, and I have. I, I'm sending. I'm sending the guy a letter. 
It's done. Wow. I can't. Okay. I will sue him for a penny just to make a point. I mean, maybe you and Laura Ingram can, I don't know, bring some sort of uh, class action. I'm not um, actually going to sue him, but I am going to, I'm going to threaten him with a letter. All right. Well, that's, that's big news, I think. I, 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 you know, the thing that I wonder, though, is I mentioned all these very well-known people, some very intelligent people. Why would all these stars keep working with this shyster who clearly doesn't have a great track record of paying people what he promises? Well, I don't think anybody actually knows. Um, I don't think I don't know if he had a reputation prior to this. I only came on this year to do Cuomo's podcast, knowing nothing of this company. He, this guy, barely even hired me it was just like yeah go and he, he had some guy call me to say okay you're working i mean there was no paperwork there was nothing um and i you know then he tried to like tuck me down off of my rate i was grossly underpaid for what i ended up doing which you know um <clears throat> it is what it is at this point there's no no going backwards for that um so this this is i mean it's a shame that it, it, you know, all of this has gone up in flames, but um, I, I have absolutely no sadness about never having to deal with wow. the guy that owns that company. My goodness. Wow. Um, there's a lot of concern out there about vocal fry and how ubiquitous it's become. I feel like I just did it. <laughs> did I end on lo- vocal fry? So give us a give us another a vocal fry sample because I said if anybody can mimic vocal fry effectively it would be you. Yeah. So it's kind of it is kind of a Kardashian thing, mm-hmm. right? More so Courtney Kardashian. And I and I actually watched this impersonator of the Kardashians on Instagram. She's very funny. She's very good. She 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 plays all of them, you know, mostly the the main 3. And she does Courtney Kardashian. So funny. She's like, it's not organic. It's <laughs> is that organic? Um, <laughs> you know, just it's it. So yeah, what? What do you want to know no, about Vogel Fry? Well, no, I was gonna, who are the main Kardashians? So you got Kim. Yeah, Kim. You've got Chloe and Courtney. Got it. Yeah. Okay, those are the main Kardashians. And then right. the other ones are Jenners. Right. Oh no, then there's Rob. I, we always I always forget about Everybody that guy. Does. <laughs> Everybody does. So does uh, so does so do his parents actually. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, I was talking earlier about how I have opted in to get the DVDs from SAG-AFTRA, and you're a member of the Writers Guild. You have shared years ago, not in a while, honestly, some of these DVDs for Academy Award-nominated films with, with me at my at my request. But this year you said you didn't want to discuss any of the <laughs> SAG-AFTRA screeners. Why? What's the big deal about discussing the... Because I'm never caught up, so it's not going to be a whole discussion. I I receive them around this time of year, and they stack. And I don't even, like, read them. I literally open them just to get the envelope in the trash, and then I, like, stack them up. And then, you know what I end up doing? I never watch them. I don't have a DVD player. So there's always – I get the email with the option for the digital copy, whatever. I don't know why they don't just do that 360. I don't know why some still send the DVDs. Uh They've definitely – diminished in numbers like now i will get more notifications of what i can log on to to see these screeners rather than the dvds but i still have a, I have a, a small stack of dvds at home and my kids <laughs> they know what they are they take them out of the the sleeves and then they they scratch them and then throw them out well right that's what you're supposed to you're do you're supposed to yeah. do it so um, but they like that they like yeah, that they get cathartic. to scratch them <laughs> I get, I get but see my the letter i got said that it was going to be all digital unless i opted in for the dvds which i did i want to opt in for those i didn't DVDs. see an opt in <laughs> option or an opt out option i can't say i read all the writers okay. guild Fair emails enough. that closely especially not the ones when they were striking um your children do not have any pets correct that is correct. How come? Because we have elves. You have elves? Year-round <laughs> no. elves? <laughs> no, no. Um, you don't do the elf yet because he doesn't know what it is, right? Yeah, is that the elf on a shelf? Yeah. We're against that. We don't, we don't, we don't like the... You're the, against it. Who's yeah. against the elf on the shelf? Well, you, because, so follow me if, if I have this correct. So the, the premise of the elf on the shelf is that it's always spying on you to determine whether or not you're behaving or not. And then it gets it gets moved while you're asleep, 
or or it just it goes back. It's supposed to go back to the North Pole every night and report back to Santa and then come back. But we don't actually follow that narrative that uh-huh. closely. It's more about them finding it. Do you ever go to Trader Joe's? Let's put it that way. I, I, I have been to Trader Joe's. Okay. Yeah. And have you ever had this moment where they tell you if you find the lobster, your kid's going to get a, some stickers or I don't um, know what they get. But I, I've not experienced that. Yeah. So they do. They hide the lobster around the store and like it's the same thing. The kids wake up and they're so excited. It's almost the best time of year to send your kids to school because they can't wait to get downstairs to see where the elves are. My elves, I have several. Several. And um, they uh, sometimes they bring gifts. So they bring the advent calendar like this week. The one elf brought popcorn back like it's fun for them. It's like Christmas all month. Yeah, I just don't like um, I don't like the the idea of the elf spying on the on the kid. I I, I just uh, well, you don't have to stress that narrative. All you have to do is buy an elf and have some cheer. Well, a lot of people say it's not healthy for children. Um, I'm just saying a lot of experts say oh, this. So. You, you, that's fine. I mean, I would like to know who these experts are. <laughs> you dodged my question about a pet though. Why don't oh, you? Oh, I'm sorry. A pet. a pet. I, I didn't. I just was very emphatic about my, my elf, um, my elf on the shelf. By the way, if people have a strong opinion on the elf on a shelf one way or another, I'd love to hear your view on that. 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. Okay. I don't have pets because I don't want the work. I don't want the bill. I don't want to bury a pet. Like, I don't want the whole thing. I'm not a fan of cats. No offense. I know you have 700 of them. Um, I don't like the, the, the dirt that comes along with them because I'm very, very clean. And I don't like the hair. Um, and, yeah, I just don't want to be bothered. I don't want to walk a dog every day. I don't want to clean it up. Did you grow up. up with a pet? No, I did not. Uh-huh. You think that's the factor? I think it might be. I think that that's why you're so angry all the time. <laughs> I am pet. not angry. No, I, you're not. I'm I am. Um, I am enthusiastic. One of the things, uh, one of the games that I enjoy um, playing with my wife from time to time. Oh, that I, I don't want to hear about radio, this right no, now. It's been a long night. Is a game that we play called, and it began when I mentioned Lamar Alexander one time. Do you know who Lamar Alexander is? I don't think so, no. Take a guess. What do you think he is? Basketball player? Okay. So up until a couple of years ago, he was a U.S. senator. And so, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not joking. Wait. So um, one time, this is a few years ago, I'm making conversation with my wife, and I mentioned Lamar Alexander. And I'm talking about, I don't remember what. We were talking about the Kardashians. She was married to Lamar Odom. Well, Right, right, exactly. So I mentioned Lamar Alexander oh, doing something on a filibuster or something. And my wife stops me and she says, wait a minute. I thought Lamar Alexander was a basketball player. Oh, wow. So, and someone else said the same thing. that they For whatever reason, people, I think, confuse Lamar Alexander and Lamar Odom. It's like John Edwards and John Edward. Every time we talk about talking with the dead... There's someone that insists that there's a former North Carolina senator that speaks regularly with the dead when that's not the case. So we concocted this game called Senator or Basketball Player. Oh, right? interesting. And I, I I did this with my wife one time. I'm not going to do this with you now. Where I just named 10 senators. They were all senators. And I asked her if they were senator or basketball player. And she was about 50-50. That's okay. How. So can I play this with you, senator or basketball player? Sure. We'll see how well you do, Okay. So I'm going to give you, if Marlena gets it right, give get her like a, a, a correct sound effect or not. Okay, so the following entities are either senators or basketball players. Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Devin Booker. Well, that wouldn't be. So I'm thinking of Cory Booker, who's a senator. So I, I'll say he's Devin's a basketball player. That is correct. All right, you're one for one. Okay. Chris Paul. Basketball player. Very good. Two for two. Okay. Carl Anthony Towns. Basketball. (laughs) You're batting a thousand here. This is not as exciting a game as I thought it would be. Alex Padilla. Uh, Senator. (laughs) This is outstanding. I should go to Atlantic City. (laughs) Ben Sass. Basketball player. 
Senator, he is a senator. We'll, we'll, we'll do one more of. Uh, we'll do one more because you, you're doing really well here. Okay, Bradley Beal, basketball player. And finally, we now this one, Damian Lillard, senator. Ah. Okay, you only got two wrong. I, I mean, that's a pretty fun game, right? I think we can make that even a regular feature, senator or basketball player. All right. Speaking of categories, Marlena. Um, we're getting into the year-end mm-hmm. show stuff, right? So we're going to have everybody that's been a listener of the week on the show vote on the best or worst blank of the year from this show. <laughs> okay. What categories do you think we should include that would be fun? And you don't have to come up with them all now, but you're you're kind of creative. Do any immediately jump off, you know, off the, the, the page for you? What, the... the- the worst is that what you said, or the worst, best? best, whatever the the uh, worst interview of the year, the best guest of the year, the best Frank story of the year, the most embarrassing moment of the year, the least favorite staff member of the year. Oh, any anything, any suggestions for categories that I can I can come up with that the jury of listeners will then vote on? Mm, um, you can uh, you can I guess like I don't know denunciations. Okay, the that's best, good. The best, best enunciation. Best enunciation of a of a person. Okay, I like that. Okay, um, all right. We'll give that one some thought. Yeah, that's that's, that's that's like a lot. I don't it know. is. A you lot. talk okay. a lot, and like I, I can't imagine. I mean, there could be a million categories. I could tell you though. There's a guy named Peter out there who, every time I come on, he stops listening. Apparently, when you give the audience a head up, <laughs> heads up that I'm coming on, so he will definitely vote worst guest of the. Of the show or of the year will be Marlena Shaibo. Well, he's not he's not um, qualified because he's never been. I don't believe anyway. Listener of the week, so he's he's out. Oh, I I didn't I forgot that part of the. Have you ever been to the New Jersey Pizzeria Coniglio's? No, where is that located? It's located in uh, Morristown. Morristown. No. So I've never been there either, but I know the the owner of this place. Nino Coniglio, he's been a guest on the show. He is uh, a he's the most knowledgeable person on pizza I've ever spoken to. He he was one of the fathers of Williamsburg Pizza, which is just great. And he's now, and I, I know this guy, we're we're pretty friendly. He's now in the midst of this controversy because the Giants quarterback, Tommy DeVito, uh-huh. is in this feud uh-huh. with the Coniglios. And there was this there was this autograph signing that had went terribly wrong. So there was this situation where Coniglio's advertised an appearance by Tommy DeVito, the Giants quarterback, at his restaurants, at his restaurant. But then they canceled after Tommy DeVito, after they said that DeVito's agent, Sean Stellato, doubled the previously agreed upon appearance fee for two hours and 250 autographs from $10,000 to $20,000 in response to the Giants quarterback shining moment when they beat the Packers. So the agent was, they finally had this sit down Mm -hmm. and the agent was noticeably absent and it later became clear that he's been replaced as DeVito's marketing representative. Now, here is what the agent told, I believe it was Fox News on this front yesterday. Our relationship is as good as it's ever been. Uh, Tommy knows that I have his intentions at heart on and off the field, uh, 24-7, 365. And uh, we've got a great relationship. Obviously, he's come a far, a long way. And um, it's been a treat to watch him evolve. And uh, we're both laser-focused right now. So DeVito visited the pizzeria. He met Nino's 11-month-old baby girl. I didn't know until reading this New York Post article that he had an 11-month-old. I owe him a, a phone call or a congratulations. And now he's going to he had such a good time he's going to return to the restaurant at a date in January to work 30 minutes behind the counter and sign 100 autographs. It's a long tail. What do you make of this? What do you make of this Tommy DeVito situation? Do you buy what Nino was saying that they doubled the fee and do you think this is what resulted in the agent kind of going you know, leaving Tommy DeVito. I, I, you know what? I, I mean, I know you're seriously asking me this question, but like, I don't know, and I have like zero t- to none to no interest. Okay, in Fair any enough. of anything having to do with football. All right. We, well, and- the only the only connection to Tommy DeVito is 
my cross the street neighbor who I'm having a uh, a Christmas decor war with a, a, a faux Christmas decor war with. Her maiden name is DeVito, and her son's name is Tommy. Oh. Actually, her father's name was Thomas DeVito. Well, that's weird. <clears throat> yeah. And right. I, that's the only thing I know about Tommy DeVito. All right. Well, you should check out this pizza place. I, um, I, think it's... I don't live near that town, but um, I will take it into consideration for the duration of this segment. Thank you. All right. Now, we all know the uh, classic poem, The Night Before Christmas, right? Yeah. Uh, we have John Gambling read it on our Christmas show every year. He does a great job. We're going to do the same thing this year, God willing. Um, you have come up with sort of a unique take on Twas the Night Before Christmas. Have you not? I have. I have um, I have made my own rendition, catered it to New York oh. and WABC Radio oh. as well. That's our flagship station for people listening around the country. Great radio station. Yeah. So um, I'm going to read it to you now. What do you say? Um, I, I say absolutely. <laughs> Your reaction is almost like my Tommy DeVito reaction. <laughs> You're like, well, I guess I have to hear it. I am like not loving that situation, by the way. There's something about the lighting in here. All right. So you ready? I'm ready. All right. I wish I could read it without my glasses, but I cannot. Let's see. I can't. If wishes were horses, then beggars would rhyme. Oh, God. Okay. Twas the night, night, night before Christmas, because it's tonight. Right, right. And all through the city, New Yorkers were socializing. They were buzzed. They were giddy. Some holiday cheer to escape all the stress. The reality that New York City is an absolute mess. Mm. Budget cuts, violent crime, and the Fed investigating Eric Adams, opponent, um, and the Fed investigating Eric Adams, opponents chanting, oh my God, I'm starting over. Oh boy. <laughs> no, I'm not going to start completely over. Yes, I am. Twas the night, 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 night before Christmas. And all through the city, New Yorkers were socializing, they were buzzed, and they were giddy. Some holiday cheer to, esca to escape all the stress, the reality that New York City is an absolute mess. Budget cuts, violent crime, and the Fed investigating Eric Adams, opponents chanting off with his head. Now it's time to hail a taxi as we finish our nightcap. Frank preps the show, I shut my eyes for a nap. Then into the studio, he flew like a flash. I make a note of some talking points, my signature boulder dash. <laughs> Frank likes to opine and debate things that matter. And I say things like, can Chris Christie get any fatter? <laughs> Discussing Kathy Hochul is also a treasure trove. For she is the Grinch who stole your gas stove. And what to my sleepy eyes should appear? The morning show crew soon will be here. Sid Rosenberg in a tailored suit, his face in auburn red. Curtis Lewa with a beret glued to his head. Down to the streets, pro down on the streets, protesters are ready to brawl. Curtis stops to yell at migrants, saying, dash away, dash away, dash away all. <laughs> Back to Staten Island, Frank takes off in a flurry. Hey, Frank, congestion, congestion pricing is coming for you, even if you hurry. <laughs> the new year is upon us, but resolutions I never make. Because I say choices are just choices. No need to brand them a mistake. Frank, this time, this is the last time I will see you in 2023. Election season is coming. Who will the president be? God help us. For now, I bid you Merry Christmas before we end this night, and I will see you next year to fight the good fight. I, I don't think Clement Moore could have done a better job if he was writing about the radio station. <laughs> I think that's very, very good. All right. Stick around, if you would. Uh, James Flippin and Brian Kilmeade are here. They're going to bring us some news. Uh, Marlena Schiavo's here. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. That's ShipStation.com with the code POD. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. After the hour, this is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. Gnome Layden is taking a well-deserved day off today. Uh, I saw I saw Gnome last night at the uh, Christmas party. He looked like he was imbibing in some uh, in some holiday eggnog, which was which was great. Uh, I did not, though, see his replacement for the day, James Flippin. James, did you go to the party last night? I was there, but I cut out a little early I since gotcha. you know I had to come in right, and, naturally. and do the shift in the morning and stuff like that. But I was there, yeah. Why do they only make eggnog available this time of year? That's a good question. Is it not available other times of year? Do you see it in the in I don't know in the uh, in January? I don't. I, I mean, guess not. No, not well, really. I, and, and I, I definitely alone? don't see it in the summertime. Well, it is thick for the summer. I right. Mean, I can. But understand. I'm just saying. Think about it. Like it's it it comes out seasonally, but. But you also kind of crave it if you're someone who drinks it, right? See, that's the thing. I'm not really an eggnog person. Oh, we need to get an eggnog person. Moderation. To, to if there's flame. any eggnog, maybe we'll bring in some for James Flippin. James, uh, are you? You're not a member of this um, Facebook group that we have, are you? I don't know if I am. You, you would know. Okay. 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 So this is a group of listeners of this show. People can join it. Um, they can just search Morano Radio fans and haters. Just search it. It comes right up. And it's a group of people that it's about four thousand of them. There's only about 50 people that post. Of the 50 people that post, 35 of them cannot stand anything about this show. They can't stand me. Forget it. Don't get them started on Marlena. Gnome. Total non-starter. I'd say about 30 of them all take the tact. Oh, Frank used to be really interesting. Now he's terrible. Okay. They're all still listening, though. Right. So anyway, one of the people in this group posts a photo of an actor... By the name of J.C. Flippin. Yes. And there's a photograph of this person who is a very well-known character actor, played police officers, criminals in the 40s and 50s. And one listener, Barb Pace, who I'm very critical of, so I'll give her credit if this is true, claims that J.C. Flippin is actually your father. Is that accurate? That is not accurate. And I hate to in a way, respond to this because Curtis Sleeve oh, okay. has been doing stuff about this. I didn't know this was this. a Curtis thing. And, okay. and right. it's Enough sort said. of like his, Enough you know, okay. theater. But I will say, in some way, shape, and form, I'm definitely related to this guy because it's spelled E-N at the end, his right. name, okay. Flippin. Uh, see, I'm I-N, but we have two distinct branches of the family that went to Arkansas, Tennessee, Kentucky, and yeah, I'm somehow related to uh, this see, guy. I, it was not specified in the post that it was a Curtis generated thing. I wouldn't have even bothered asking. Yeah, nothing the, Curtis has ever the said way about your expression me. changed immediately. Uh, exactly. Okay, was I, shocking. I, I've never heard Curtis say actually anything on the radio that was true. <laughs> so that doesn't surprise me. All right, you've got some truisms for us. All though. right. So how about this? I heard you earlier tonight talking <laughs> this morning. I should say talking about um, the new Texas state law where it's illegal in terms of a state crime in right. Texas to illegally uh, immigrate in. Now, according to this report. Charter buses are no longer enough for Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Now he's going to start flying asylum seekers to these sanctuary cities. 
So the first flight of 120 people just landed at Chicago's O'Hare Airport. And the governor's office says everybody on board has to sign voluntary waivers. So what do you think? And now they're using these flights to get the I, You know, I mean, I, he's in a very tough position. I totally understand where he's coming from. I and mean, we see in New York how difficult it is for us to provide for all these folks. I can't imagine being right there on the border. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Uh, I, I totally understand where he's coming from. Uh, I get it. I get it. And then sometimes, you know, we hear about, like, you know, funny numbers or, like, you know, stats being juiced and stuff like that. The San Francisco Police Department is praising the number of arrests they've made for open-air drug dealing and drug use over the last six months. And apparently they've arrested 700 people for dealing and nearly 800 people for using in public. And I guess community activists say that this has made a difference there in San Francisco. Are fewer people getting dr- uh, getting high in these open-air drug markets I now? mean, if they're, you know, again, like you said, in terms of the apprehensions at the border, obviously if they're, if they're making arrests for people doing these using drugs in public, then somehow they're cutting down on the number, I guess. All right. Well, that's very, very interesting. James Flippin, I'm sorry you're not the son of J.C. Flippin. I, I am sorry to break the illusion on Thank that you. One. I appreciate right. you coming clean with that, though. Uh, someone who is also not the son of uh, J.C. Flippin, but is a New York Times best-selling author um, many times over, his newest book about uh, Teddy Roosevelt and Booker T, Teddy and Booker T, is uh, getting a lot of attention, especially this time of year, makes a great Christmas gift. Also happens to be uh, widely listened to on the radio. Uh, as a nationally syndicated radio talk show host, and as the co-anchor of Fox and Friends, uh, where you can see him each and every day. Uh, he's going to join us in just a moment, and that is will, of course, be Brian Kilmeade, who we do not have yet. So that gives me an opportunity to say hello to Robert in Suffolk. Hi, Robert. Hi, Frank. Uh, about the homeless, uh, beside being veterans, a lot are having disabilities, whether from injuries in the service or otherwise. And yeah. that's, a, that's a big problem, why they can't get out of their situation and lack of vocational skills, too. You know, uh, Robert, it's a great point. And, you know, one of the things that I actually give Eric Adams a little bit of credit for is uh, the m- people that are severely mentally ill and refusing to take their medication about a year ago Adam started this program of essentially involuntarily forcing them to take their medication. So I um, I hope more and more cities start doing that. But you're right. It's a problem for veterans and homeless people in general. I mean, um, yeah. No, I mean, look, it's that's the reason I started the show with this. It is really, really um, tragic, I think, this number of homeless people. And to have 10% of them being veterans, I think it's terrible. Absolutely, absolutely terrible. All right. Uh, If we don't get Brian Kilmeade, we'll take your calls. 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. Tomorrow, uh, we got some interesting stuff coming on. Not only are we going to have Ask Frank Anything, but we're going to be joined by Jeffrey Sachs, who I've been trying to get on the show for a while. We'll talk about what's happening in uh, foreign policy. It's a little heavy for a Friday, but uh, he's got an interesting take on the world of foreign policy. And then uh, for our Christmas show on Monday, we'll we'll do some lighter Christmas fare. I am hoping that we can reconnect with uh, with John Gambling and uh, and chat with him. Um, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Fan. And uh, participate in the Facebook group there. Hey, one story that I saw that was somewhat disconcerting has to do with uh, Congressman Dean Phillips. He's a Democrat from Minnesota, and he's running for president against Biden in the primaries. And he used to be pretty popular among his colleagues. That was until he decided to challenge Joe Biden. Big story in Axios that... He has undergone a stunningly swift fall from grace, and he is now eliciting a rare level of hostility from colleagues who elected him to the House Democratic leadership just a year earlier. And so this underscores the perils of challenging party orthodoxy. And one senior House Democrat described the feeling towards Phillips within the Democratic caucus as, this is a quote, pure hatred, saying, and this is what the senior House Democrat told Axios, 
saying many House members are pissed about his attacks on Biden. First of all, Dean Phillips has been pretty gentle in his attacks on Biden. He's praised Biden for some of the things that he's done and for beating Donald Trump. But he has said, you know, it's time for a new generation of leaders. He's been very gentle. And I really hate that this guy has become such a a pariah among his colleagues because my fear is that this is only going to allow, it's going to keep more people in the future from challenging incumbents. I think no incumbent should feel, for any office, should feel like they're getting a free ride. And everybody should be encouraged to offer the voters more choices and more voices. I realize that's not the way politics works, but it should be. And I think for these Democratic colleagues of Dean Phillips, who elected him to the leadership a year ago, to all of a sudden snub him because he thinks Democrats deserve a choice, it's ridiculous. He went out there publicly and said, let's find someone other than Biden. He mentioned Gavin Newsom, mentioned a bunch of other people. And none of them came forward. So he basically said, if no one's going to come forward, I'm going to come forward. And now, and I think in private, if you ask a lot of these same Democrats their view of of Joe Biden, they would have an identical view to the one that um, the one that Dean Phillips has. But for them to treat him like a pariah because of this, I think it's just awful, absolutely awful. All right, 800-848-9222. That's uh, 800-848-9222. On the Chinese front, and I had this on my list of Brian, for Brian Kilmeade. I don't know that we'll get to him, but the Chinese president, Xi Jinping, told the U.S. president, Joe Biden, last month that Beijing is going to seek to reunify with Taiwan while noting the timing is unclear and China prefers to assume control of Taiwan peacefully. That's according to reports yesterday. So we'll see where that goes. That apparently came out uh, during their summit in San Francisco. Uh, But that's a pretty bold thing, the fact that he's openly telling the president about that. Whoever the next president is, whether it's Trump, Biden, or someone else, uh, that's going to be an issue that they're going to have to deal with. All right. Uh, We do have the best-selling author of Teddy and Booker T, Brian Kilmeade. Brian, what's going on? Yeah, I was struck by that story, too, and I only saw it through Lindsey Graham's reaction. I'm thinking to myself, what's he talking about? President Xi uh, talks to in San Francisco with President Biden and says, listen, we're taking Taiwan. There's nothing you can do about it. We'll pick the time. Uh, and he doesn't. And President Biden doesn't find a backdoor way to rush missiles over there, create an urgency. I mean, I, I just cannot believe how much projected weakness we have around the world right now. We just swapped Venezuelan. We just took this notorious criminal, best friends of the of bus driver Maduro, and we gave him back again for to get to, in a hostage swap. The best business in the world right now is is holding an American hostage. It's the, it's fantastic. I you know I would think that you know it might be, uh, it, it might be something like an electric car, but no, that's the best thing you can do. And, and and then the Houthi rebels say we might start shooting at American ships now. IKEA can't deliver stuff on time because they're not allowed to use the Mediterranean. And we go, yeah, what can you do? We're forming a coalition. I've never seen such weakness. Well, at least we're getting back uh, Fat Leonard, right, as part of the fiz- prisoner swap, right? No, we, we give them oh, we're Fat Leonard. Oh, giving them Fat Leonard. Excuse right. me. I right. know, okay. like, we probably have a Fat Leonard already, uh, <laughs> and he's probably shaking down some fish store uh, in downtown New York City. But the Fat Leonard they want is Maduro's best friend. It's like we gave up Victor Booth for a basketball player. He's a notorious arms dealer. The whole world is, is upside down. Brian, we don't have a lot of time here. I have to get your um, quick take on the Colorado situation. Is, is this going to be a 9 nothing Supreme Court overturning of this Colorado? I hope so. It's so dangerous, Frank. I was thinking about this. Everyone's even I, I was been flipping the channels and, and they're saying Let's, this is going to make Trump stronger. But can you imagine if it doesn't? Can you imagine if the Supreme Court says, yeah, not our thing. You, you guys figure it out. Do you realize maybe 13 states are going to do this? Probably 11 will toss them off because they don't like them. And in four or five years, there might be a charismatic Democrat and Oklahoma's uh, attorney general is going to go, you know what? I think the guy's a danger. I don't think we should put him on the ballot. So uh, or, you know, let's say you have a big speech, you get people fired up and they do what they do after the World Series. They tear a city up. 
And they go, okay, this guy incites violence. Philadelphia has no more light poles. I blame that Democratic charismatic leader. And then Republicans are going to return the favor. It, it's, I, I worry about this whole precedent if it's not overwhelmingly embarrassing and Trump doesn't clearly benefit from it. Because these, these attorney generals want to be famous. They want to be governors. So if they take on Trump, like Atisha James takes on Trump, she thinks she's going to use that to be a governor someday. What about the best thing for the country? Yeah, it's, um, you know, I, I think even if you're not a Trump supporter, it's very difficult to defend what the uh, what the Colorado Supreme Court did. So we'll see where that goes. In terms of the uh, Republican presidential primary race, we are seeing Nikki Haley, who you've been high on for a long time. We're seeing her numbers tick up in New Hampshire. She's got the support of the Koch Network. She's got the endorsement of Governor Sununu. You think she actually has a chance at winning in New Hampshire, Brian? Well, uh, this is where the Iowa polls overwhelmingly for Trump. Uh, DeSantis barely in front of Haley's at 16. I don't know if you've seen these last polls. Mm. The scenario, the best scenario for her is does better than you than she thought in Iowa and get some momentum going into New Hampshire. And the polls, you know, she's 14 down, but she's picked up 15 points. So then all of a sudden, if she gets close, what Sununu told us last week is, a lot of the electorate thinks that nobody has a shot, so why would I why would I just waste my vote? If Haley can look like a legitimate contender, things could get tightened up everywhere. But Trump's team is so underestimated, they've been flooding Iowa systematically in an organized fashion just because the candidate isn't there. I, I even watched CNN do a laudatory segment on the Trump machine. That was their words. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see where we go, where we are by the time this gets to South Carolina, because I would think that if Haley loses in Iowa and loses New Hampshire, that's really where she's going to have to put forward a uh, a really strong showing. Um, Brian Kilmeade, check him out, com. You can get his book on there. Makes a great Christmas present, even if it's a little bit late. And uh, you can also see him on One Nation. It's Christmas weekend, Brian. You still doing One Nation on Saturday? Yes, yeah, so what I did is, the, you know, the, the book special, Teddy and Booker T, mm-hmm. and I did 56 of these. I know you're up against a break, but this is the best. So they're going to air it on my slot at 9 o'clock. So I, the perfect Christmas huh. Eve Eve, if you need something to get the family together, uh, 9 o'clock Eastern time, uh, just, just check it out. I think you'll, you'll really have an understanding of these two great Americans. Well, it certainly beats watching, um, you know, Miracle on 34th Street for the 36th time, right? Right. And plus, we know how it ends. Exactly. Right? I mean, you do not know how my show ends. That's right. right? I mean, Brian, Brian. Have, by the way, number one show, Fred Claus. That's the only show you need to watch on Christmas. Du- duly noted. Hey, I could see Vince Vaughn playing Brian Kilmeade in the movie as well. So that would it's be a something. Tall. <laughs> a little tall. Brian Kilmeade. <laughs> check him out on uh, Fox and Friends on, on his nationally syndicated show, The Brian Kilmeade Show. But uh, definitely be sure to check out Teddy and Booker T, available wherever books are sold. 15 Seconds of Fame, straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Side at Midnight with Frank Morano. Frank Morales. 
Blake Gray and E.B. singing The Other Side of Midnight. As this tune was playing, Marlena said to me during the break, oh, I just love this song. And who could blame her? This is an instant classic. All right. Um, we're going to give you an opportunity to be heard for 15 seconds. 800-848-9222 as part of... The Other Side of Midnight. This is 15 Seconds of Fame. Mike! Good morning, Frank. Your voice sounds a little bit gravelly today. Perhaps you inhaled some cat hair off your jacket. I hope you don't cough up a furball in the car ride home. Raji. Marabai, ya America. The Gazans are coming. The Gazans are coming. As Gaza is being annihilated, tens of thousands of the homeless refugees are already pouring into President Biden's generous America. Lisa. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you need to uh, drink a little bit of honey and do a little vocal rest, okay? Just not talk to anybody just to, to ease the voice later, okay? Dave. Earlier in the 4 o'clock hour, you had solicited your lovely guest about topics of the year. I nominate, since you're into speaking, word of the year. And for the word of the year, I nominate pariah. Joe. Do we live in a communist country now? I mean, the judge is getting involved in an election. Let the people be heard. Let them decide. Roger. Mistletoe. I think it'd be a great name for a female-owned towing company. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Frankie. Was the night before Christmas went all through the house. Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes St. Nicholas would soon be there. Rusty. Yeah, you talk about the Radio Hall of Fame, Howard Stern. Would you let baby Carmine hear that? Or Sid Sorter hear that? Redwood from that guy, he's a degenerate. He don't, what about uh, uh, Grant? Uh, Larry. Frank, budgeting income eliminates the deficit and making payments to principal eliminates the debt. With no debt, America saves $2,000 million every day on debt interest. Well, that slams the lid on things for today. Uh, Back tomorrow, God willing, with Jeffrey Sachs and Ask Frank Anything. Stay in touch via email if you like. Until tomorrow, Frank Moreno. Good day. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.